0: cool. Hey, what's up everyone? Uh, Sam here from Wall Street Mastermind. I'm here today uh, for another client interview and uh, today I have Justin with us. Um, Justin is a senior, a rising senior. He just started senior year and he just finished going through the full-time recruiting process during the pandemic, no less, and so uh, was able to obviously get to an outcome that he's very happy with and so definitely wanted to get him to come on here and talk to you guys um, especially since I know there are probably a lot of you out there who are maybe in the same boat right now going through, you know, the exact same process. So, uh, Justin, thank you for taking the time to uh, talk to us today.
1: Yeah, no problem. Good to be here.
0: Um, so maybe to start off, if you could just uh, kind of introduce yourself a little bit to um, our listeners, uh, just kind of like, you know, who you are, your background, so they kind of know um, what type of candidate you are.
1: Sure. So I, uh, as Sam mentioned, am a senior at the University of Michigan in the Ross School of Business. Um, I uh, had a couple uh, finance internships the first couple years of college in wealth management and asset management, Um, and I spent this past summer uh, working in the M and A group at BMO Capital Markets, um, doing investment banking. Obviously, Um, uh, it was a great experience, but due to the pandemic, it was all remote, um, uh, which poses a number of challenges. And one of those was, um, you know, certain hiring constraints that that banks had to face. And and that was evident in uh, my internship process as well as in the full-time recruiting process. So um, when I decided to recruit full-time again, I w- was faced with you know, a, a, very, a small amount of time to try and uh, get into these processes that were really moving very quickly. So that's kind of how I ended up uh, coming to Sam um, because I knew that I had a, a lot to learn in a very short amount of time. And I thought he would be the one to help me do that.
0: Yeah, Yep. yeah, definitely. I mean, it's been a weird summer for sure. We heard on, um, I mean, because we talked to a lot of clients, right? And like the offer rate, this summer was for full-time going from summer to full-time i think across the board was significantly lower than than it's been in previous years right we also we also know students who um, actually had their internship canceled entirely before you right. can started. like i i had clients that um got offers from cantor and, and they just canceled their internship entirely so it's been a crazy year i mean i don't think anyone's really going to miss 2020. in
1: 2020. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah.
0: so so basically you decided to come to us sound like cause you did the internship, but given everything that's going on with COVID, like you you did well during the internship, you got good reviews, you had good feedback from your team, but they just, they, they kind of had to put you on hold before they could decide if they were going to give
1: you an offer. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what happened. Um, really just, just COVID really is how it was explained to me. Um, and, and, you know, after working so hard to get the internship and working hard in the internship, that's a frustrating answer, but, um, yeah. you know, there really wasn't time to, like, sit around and be, you know, um, upset about how it ended. It was more just about, like, turning around quickly, because as soon as that happened, the full-time processes were already, like, in mid-swing.
0: Right. So, when did they tell you that? Was it, like, early August, or?
1: Yep, yeah, that that was the, the end of the first week of August, um, where I found out, um, and then, I basically, the next week, so so mid-August, I guess, began re- recruiting full-time, and I realized that, like, places were already having interviews, so, so as soon as I began recruiting, as soon as I began networking, I just started getting, like, pushed through um, to, to some of their interviews, and um, some some places I didn't even have time to network. I just like, started submitting applications uh, via like Handshake or like uh, career websites, uh, like our, our Ross career website and stuff. Um, and the interviews just started coming really quickly. And I think that's probably, um, you know, I, I think I have a fairly strong resume, but um, really just uh, having that investment banking experience, I, a lot of firms knew that there were a lot of strong candidates out there that were going to be looking for uh, positions, uh, you know, after what happened this summer.
0: Yeah, got it. So like what obviously you already had, you know, uh it, it was kind of unique because you already had a summer internship in banking, right? Like a lot of our clients when they come to Wall Street Mastermind, um, we're helping them get into banking for the first time, right? Um I also remember that when you join Wall Street Mastermind, I think on your application you put that Um, you've been on our newsletter for over a year and a half. So you've actually, I guess, been on the email list this entire time. Um, what, what made you, so I guess like this whole time you're lurking kind of in the background, obviously you didn't come to us for help with your summer recruiting. What made you want to come to us this time for help with the full-time recruiting?
1: Yeah, so there, there were probably a number of factors I'd say, um, you know, I, I signed up for the newsletter when I was going through my summer recruiting just because I thought it would be like another useful piece of information. You post some useful articles and, and some insights just within that. Um, so I was getting some useful stuff from there. Uh, I think with internship recruiting, at least here at Ross, like there's a lot of heavy on-campus stuff. And, uh, you know, Ross does a good job of just kind of funneling banks through campus and and they end up taking a lot of candidates. So um, I wasn't as, you know worried about what that process would look like. I think with full-time recruiting, there was much more of a question mark about, um, how the process even worked from my perspective. Like I I didn't really know, you know, how to go about figuring out if which firms were recruiting, which weren't, which groups were recruiting, um, and and what the timing of that would be. And I thought that this would just kind of add some structure to to my full-time recruiting process, which, um, I think looking back, like, was a great, you know, much-needed structure. Um, so uh, so that, that's what kind of got me here. But also, uh, a second thing I'll say is that, you know, I hadn't um, interviewed in, in, like, a year and a half. So I, I got my, my BMO offer pretty early on um, in my, like, late sophomore year, um, which now I'm a senior, obviously. So we're talking, like, 16 or 17 months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's a long time to go without interviewing. And you know, my stories have changed, for my behaviorals, my um, communication style has changed, um, and, and I was just rusty. So I, I thought that this would be a great place to you know just help me hone my answers and uh, maybe do some mock interviews and just get more comfortable interviewing.
0: I think most people that are listening to this interview right now wouldn't wouldn't understand what you're saying when you say your communication style is is rusty. I feel like you're a pretty good communicator, so. Um, but maybe, maybe it's because you've just gone through the entire recruiting process, <laughs> and you've been able to brush up on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's not easy to to always talk about yourself and, and like kind of dig deep and answer these questions. And like, even simple sounding behavioral questions, as you know, are like can be challenging if you don't have prepared answers or if you've not practiced them. So, I was yeah. looking just for help practicing. And really practicing the right answers. I wanted to know that the answers I was practicing, if I was going to be putting in this work, that I was spending my time efficiently, and that I was, you know, like coming up with answers that were going to be effective and and get the job done.
0: Efficiency is really was especially. I mean, it always is, even for summer internship recruiting, but even but for even more so for full time recruiting, like efficiency is the name of the game, right? Because the timeline is so compressed even the firms that are hiring, they maybe have well, one offer or two offer, um, probably one offer typically. And then once it's filled, it's filled, and then there's no more. Right. And so yeah. it's like, sometimes if it takes something takes too long, um, that could literally be the difference between you getting an offer versus not. Right. So I think that was, yeah. that was really, um, that was really great thinking on your part. I'm um, like, I asked you, so, you know, I, cause I myself, I see a lot of similarities where I graduated in 2008, right? I, I interned at Bear Stearns in 2007. And uh, most of you are probably too young to remember, but that was the summer that Bear Stearns, all their husband, uh, their two hedge funds collapsed and it triggered the entire financial crisis. So I didn't, for, for a different reason, and not COVID, but for a different reason, you know, I didn't get a return offer either to Bear. When I recruited for full-time, it was really, really tough because again, the ma- the market wasn't that good. But also, every, I think probably similar experience to you, which is I got a lot of interviews because I already had a banking experience on my resume. But then every single interview, one of the first questions I would get asked is, did you get a return offer? Right? That was, I'm guessing that was probably your experience as well. So how, yeah. did, you, how did you handle that? Because I'm sure a lot of people right now, especially the people that are interested in listening to this, This episode specifically, uh, they're probably maybe in the same situation as you and probably having trouble with that question. So, how did you overcome that?
1: Yeah, I mean, first off, I expected to be asked that by everyone. If I was an interviewer, I would probably want to know the same thing um, because, you know, there's probably no better way to gauge your potential for success in investment banking than your past investment banking performance. Um, But I, I think, you know, first off, everyone was. Pretty understanding about uh, you know what the times are like right now. People understand that this is not a normal time, and firms are going through different things, and uh, they're having different hiring policies. And there's just you know it, it's not a normal uh, summer. And, and the second thing is that uh, it was all it was all virtual. Um, so I, I think based on that, um, uh, based on that, you know, they, they were just being more understanding about you know you, you, I probably didn't have as much of a chance to like interact with my group and, and see if it was a fit. I probably didn't have as much. In, Uh, ability to do hands-on modeling or or as much hand uh as productive hands-on work um because i wasn't there with my team so um teams were uh i I mean interviews were interviewers were pretty understanding i'd say overall um and i think really you know you have to be honest when you're asked that question but i think that can kind of their concerns about that can kind of be put to the side if you are, are confident that the job that that you can do the job, and you show it throughout the interview, whether it's technical or behavioral, you show that you you know you're you're still qualified and you still want to do it. Um, it that those letting them judge for themselves, I found, is is way more important than uh, what they believe about another firm's judgment of you. So, um, so so just showing, you know, you know, trying to it, it, you have to kind of recover from that because no one wants to say something bad, you know, to start an interview or something that isn't like. Putting, portraying you in your best light, but um, I found that you know by answering technicals correctly and answering behavioral as well, uh, you can really put that concern to the side.
0: In other words, um, maybe you're slightly disadvantaged because you have to overcome the potential stigma of not having a return offer, but the way to make up for that is really to just really knock it out of the park with answering your behavioral questions and answering your technical questions so that they have the confidence that, hey, this guy's telling us it wasn't performance related and his words kind of back that up basically
1: right right i mean it i feel like i feel like if you tell them it's not performance related it's easy for them to be skeptical about that um maybe not in these times i i'd say i'd say people were more immediately understanding about that yeah. um but but just in general i think you can if they say it's performance related and you show that you can actually do the job or that you've learned since then or something like that um yeah uh, they'd rather make their own judgment.
0: And I guess it helps too, because I mean, you were telling the truth and that like your group actually gave you really good feedback. And so you can offer to have them do whatever reference checks they want with your bosses from the summer and stuff. And they would, they would back up your claims. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: Got it. Okay. So let's talk about kind of, um, we've talked about pre Street action mind. Let's talk about, uh, you know, once you join Wall Street Mastermind, like, what were some of the things that you did um, once you started working with us?
1: Yeah, so I, um, as I mentioned, when I joined, the full-time recruiting process was kind of in full swing. So uh, I'd say within a week of like starting the process and starting networking, I was getting interviews already mm-hmm. um, because firms were trying to move quickly, and I'd say. Um, I really had three weeks, three or three and a half weeks or so of just um, jam-packed with like multiple interviews a week, technical, behavioral, every kind of interview uh, towards the end, some super days. And it, it was just a lot to prepare for at once. And, and I knew that I'd have to prepare uh, that quickly. So I, I uh, really spent a lot of my time on the uh, behavioral modules at first, just to kind of um, go through my stories, see... Um, uh, kind of get some feedback on those and, and the best way to answer some of these common behavioral questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I found it really useful that um, the way you guys, uh, you know, kind of take a couple days to to go through the answers, to give feedback, to edit them. And in the meantime, I started going through uh, all the technical modules. And, you know, having done a summer in investment banking, I, I thought the technicals wouldn't be as necessary as they were. But after um, uh, doing a couple like practice interviews, I, I kind of realized that um, having a high level understanding and, and understanding how things work is not really enough. You have to be able to be able to articulate it, which yes. is kind of a different skill um, than, than, just, you know, uh, them like building a model might be. Um, so even though I had that experience, I, I figured, I realized I still need uh, a good amount of help with the technicals and, um, the, the behavioral, I, I mean, the technical video modules were probably more helpful than any technical training I've, I've gotten just because it's, um, as I'm sure a lot of people do before coming to wall street mastermind, they, uh, I, I studied for my tactical interviews by reading the guides, reading those common, like breaking into wall street or, or, um, you know, the 400 questions, just different kinds of of guides, which are are useful. It's a great starting point, but at some point it, it, it's hard to learn and have your questions answered. If you're just reading the same words on paper, because people understand things in different ways and, um, and also, if you can't really judge, like, how something should be said or, or like, the tone or inflection, uh, there can be a lot of meaning that's lost on you there. Um, so so once I started watching the videos, some things that I previously hadn't understood and maybe even some of the more advanced concepts um, that, because I was recruiting for full-time, I had to be prepared to be asked about, um, those just started clicking and started understanding them more. And then um, while I started working through those, I got my uh, behavioral feedback back uh, and started practicing those in the meantime so it was a lot going on concurrently but i think um the way that i was able to do it here um made it very efficient with my time and i was able to kind of uh incrementally get uh pretty prepared for the interviews as they came
0: yeah yeah that par- the, the fact that we parallel processed it where hey, you worked on your behaviors first you send it to us and then we we do spend a lot of time to like actually give you very detailed feedback on every single one of the answers. So yeah, that takes a good amount of time, but it's not like you're just sitting around and waiting for us. You're, you know, learning the technicals simultaneously. And so that goes back to what we said in the beginning about the importance of being efficient. Like that's basically as efficient as we could possibly be, right? Right, um,
1: right. Yeah.
0: One thing that you just mentioned, which is um, you found the, the video um, the videos where we're teaching you the technicals to be really helpful. Um, have you taken like similar, you know, video courses from Wall Street Prep or Breaking Wall Street, or were you just using the guides?
1: I mean, I had, you know, at the beginning of, the, of my internship, I had um, a like an external training company come in and do actual hands-on training. But yeah. still, that that was more like, you know, how to build a three-statement model, how to build a DCF, how to build an LBO, that kind of thing. So yeah. um, still not, uh, still not, you know, interview type questions and not those kinds of technicals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in terms of like studying for technical interviews, no, I had never used any kind of video. Um, I made use of my school's um, resources and stuff and done mock interviews for that, but um, yeah. Yeah. never just like a one-on-one, you know, tutorial the way this wow. is
0: it yeah because one question that we get a lot from people and i'm curious to hear your take on this is people ask like oh so okay you guys have all these like video trainings recording whatever what's the difference between your video training and i like, think the video training i can get online or from you know wall street prep or bacon and wall street or even youtube perhaps like is it really that different? I mean, technicals are technicals, right? I mean, obviously, I know I know what I think because I created it. But I'm curious to hear like what you felt the difference was, or maybe not even compared to other videos, but even that compared to you just studying the guides. Like, yeah, is it really that different because the answers are the same, right?
1: Well, well, theoretically, the answers are the same, but I think uh, watching videos about these concepts, um, it's like. Being in a classroom, like you can have a good teacher, you can have a bad teacher, and I think I, I think you're definitely a good teacher. You you explain things in a way that um, no one had to me before, um, and and things like I mentioned, things that I hadn't understood before started clicking because of the way you under uh, the way you explained it. Another thing I'd say is that it's pretty unique to you know if you go online and you search a video, you watch the video, and, and it ends with you uh i could actually you know send you a message after i watch a video and ask you a question or or in in the broader wall street mastermind group um ask someone else who who's part of the community uh, a question about something i didn't understand and i think that's really unique to you know uh, the parts that i don't get still from from watching that video to be able to follow up with the creator of the video or other people who have seen it uh, is pretty unique And, and it kind of Takes out all of like the holes in, in knowledge that I might have otherwise had, right. and kind of make sure that like I'm getting, I, I'm picking up everything I need to pick up.
0: Right, you're talking about like our private Slack channel that our clients are in, and yes, being able yeah. to send a quick message anytime you have a question, and always get an answer within like if not right away, then within a couple of hours, basically.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, people are pretty responsive and helpful. And uh, I think people, you know, everyone has their own questions. So I think when someone else has a question, people want to you know, help out as well. So um, I I found that to be very useful, too.
0: Our technical question channel is definitely pretty popping, I got to say. Like, (laughs) a lot of times before we can even jump in there and answer people's questions, I'll see another client jump in and answer the question. And then I'll read his answers. And it'll be like pretty darn good answer i was like all right well i don't even need a i don't even <laughs> do anything anymore you can just answer everyone's questions like i'm gonna have exactly. a job soon um yeah. <laughs> but but no that's really cool though is that it really is kind of a community right and, and i really one thing i really love about our clients is that everyone's so collaborative you know you would think that with something like banking where everybody's trying to get you know, just, there's only so many jobs out there. Everyone's trying to get these jobs. You would think that it'd be a a bit more cutthroat where people was like, if I help you and you get the job, then that means I'm not going to get the job. But I feel like there, there isn't really any like scarcity around here. And people are just really willing to help each other. And then as a result of that, you know, everybody's winning together, which is, which is really amazing to see.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think people have, uh, I think there's a like diverse array of people uh, who in the wall street mastermind community. So I think people don't always feel as if they're competing directly with those other people. But another thing is that um, I think it, you know, gives a vote of confidence for, for yourself. When you see someone who's doing the same things as you uh, have success, it shows that, you know, this is paying off the, like there are results. And that's, that's really uh, going back. That's, that's really one of the things that drove me here was um, full-time recruiting in this uh, environment. It's a question mark as to whether you'll get an offer um, which is not something I wanted. Uh, it's not something I was ha- happy about or felt great about. Um, so I, and I had known your track record and, and your results. And I wanted to do a program that I knew could uh, give me the tools I needed to get there um, versus doing it by myself. Whereas there, there would just be that big question mark.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and what about on the, what about on the behavioral side? So obviously, like we mentioned, you know, you, Drafted out your answers and you submit to us and we reviewed it for you. But what was most helpful or different about kind of our approach versus, like you said, you 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 probably already had a lot of resources at Ross right? it was a great target school. You guys, a lot of people go into banking, um, and I'm sure you got a ton of help from whether it's uh, other students or even the career center on campus. Like why why not just do something like that like was there really a difference in terms of what we were doing for you
1: well the difference is the people who were uh who were um reviewing my technical i, I mean my behavioral answers were people who have been in investment banking and have interviewed other candidates for investment banking so mm-hmm. getting feedback from the interviewer basically um is incredibly uh valuable and, and to be able to do it before i step in the interview and kind of Avoid some of the common pitfalls or like wording that um, I don't know thing, things that may you know throw up a red flag for an interview or Just like smoothing all of those things out um, and get, hearing that from from your perspective and and from the perspective of former investment investment bankers is uh, really useful because yeah like my Ross has a lot of great resources, a lot of great like um, re- uh, interview prep and resume resources, but um, it's not from the perspective of people who have actually interviewed uh investment banking candidates so um this was i I definitely made use of those school resources but this was a very useful perspective to kind of smooth over the rest of, of the things that maybe i didn't catch before
0: yeah yeah and i mean usually when when we talk to a lot of candidates they feel like hey, behavioral behaviors. Like, there's not really that much that needs to be worked on, right? It's like, I know what I'm going to say for these answers, and I feel like they're pretty good already. Like, was that kind of how you felt already coming in, or did you kind of feel like, you know what, my behaviors could be better, and, like, if so, why?
1: I felt like I, – I felt like, one, my stories had changed a lot over, since I had last interviewed, um, and then I also felt that um, I – didn't necessarily know how I wanted to be structuring these answers. Um, I, in the past, had really just kind of uh, told told stories off off memory and and kind of just um, not not like I wasn't winging it, but um, I wasn't as much working with like some kind of structure. I, I would say I wasn't thinking about it in a structured way. Um, I would just try to um, articulate my answers in a way that I I felt summed up the key points, but, um, and, and that's fine. And that'll work in in some situations, but um, you know, especially recruiting full time, where as you're saying there firms have one offer, maybe two um, in a lot of cases, um, it's not any more like good enough to just um, sum up the points in a way that that gets gets the key points across, you know. I, I thought uh, I needed to actually make those answers a strength of mine uh, rather than um, just another part of the interview. Um, in order to in order to um, you know have, uh, get good results, I felt like it, it would be very easy to go up against someone who um, is equally you know skilled at the technicals, has the, an equal amount of experience um, and, and a strong as strong of a resume, um, and, and and not get the job. Uh, even though my behaviorals are okay. And I, I didn't want that to be the reason that I didn't get the job. um, Because uh, like the way you structure your behaviorals is, doesn't really speak to your qualifications to be an investment banker, um, but it's just an interview skill. And I, I thought that um, there, that it, it was a very important thing to get help on.
0: I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I would say it's probably the most important part of the interview <laughs> is
1: is a yeah. behavioral
0: interview. Right? Because I, I, I we do see people who crush their behavioral answers and maybe they miss one or two technicals here and there and they still get the offer but we also see a lot of people who nail all the technicals and they don't get the offer because their behaviors are just mediocre right
1: and
0: yeah today it comes down to whether the banker actually likes you or not yeah and that's less yes. about whether you're a technical whiz and more about just you know hey as a human being like you know do they want to work with you for 80, 90, hundred hours a week, right? Right. How do you come off to them? So um, that makes a ton of sense, man. So uh, I guess if we fast forward, so to the end of the um, recruiting process for you, um, ultimately like what was the outcome for you?
1: Um, So the ultimate outcome was I ended up getting two offers uh, on the same day and they gave me, Uh, about a week to accept. Um, And I, um, you know, I I just kind of reflected, spoke to some more people at the firms and ultimately decided on one. And I'm very excited about it. And was that
0: like, what went into that decision making process? Like, what were you looking for, I guess, or even like coming into and coming into this process? I don't know, like, did you have expectations for Hey, I want a certain type of bank or I don't know whether the size of the bank or what kind of industry they covered, or, and did you get what you were looking for or like, how did you kind of think about that?
1: So, so there were a couple things. Um, for me, it was, uh, first off, I wanted to interview anyone, anywhere that was interviewing, um, first off, because of how few places were interviewing, but, yeah. um, but I mean, I, I had a, uh, as I mentioned, I was in the M&A group this past summer, but um, I've always been interested in healthcare. So if there was going to be an industry that I was going to focus in, it was going to be healthcare. So I started looking into a lot of um, the industry-specific boutiques, especially for healthcare. Um, and I actually found that a lot of them were hiring and, and doing interview processes. Um, but when it came down to it, um, one one of my offers was from a, um, a, healthcare, uh, a healthcare bank and mm-hmm. one was from a a fintech and financial services focused uh, boutique. Um, and when it came down to it, I, I enjoyed the people at both firms. Um, I, I enjoy going through the process at, at both firms. And it really just came down to to the industry uh, at the end of the day. Um, I, I think there are a lot of cultural similarities uh, between the two places that I got offers. And, and that could just be a product of uh, being you know, smaller firms and um, especially compared to where I worked this past summer. Um, but I, I felt like both were a great fit. It just came down to um, where will I find like motivation in, in the work I'm doing. And, and I thought healthcare was really, uh, really interesting to me, nothing against financial services. I just found it to be a little more, um, you know, up my alley in terms of my interests.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, that's uh, honestly, I think healthcare is one of the coolest groups to be in um, even like, I mean, even during COVID, you know, a lot of groups have been just getting um, decimated in terms of their deal flow, right? meaning like lack of deal flow rather, because nobody's doing yeah. it. Either, right? But healthcare is one of the few pockets within banking where there's actually been still a ton of deals happening. Um, and, and also the companies that you're working with are obviously working on some, uh, pretty impactful, you know, products or services, right? Especially in times like this. So, um, it always, it does make the work more fulfilling, I feel like as well. So
1: definitely, especially in this time, like there's just a crazy amount of activity. Uh, they, they just kept talking about how, how, how swamp they are and how stretched thin they are, which from my perspective is a good thing. Um, because the funds that don't have deal flow are the ones that are not interviewing people for full time right now. So, um, made me uh, optimistic that they were going to be able to extend some offers.
0: Yeah. Get ready for those horrible hours, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's two sides of the same coin, but no, I mean, it's a good thing. You you want to be busy, especially during your, those first two years and you want to get the best experience possible, right. And, and and learn as much as you can. So that's awesome, man. I'm super happy for you. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's quite the accomplishment to, Come out of full-time recruiting with an offer, and especially in this current environment. I mean, even in, in the usual environment, I would already say it's very, very hard to do. Um, yeah. To do it in 2020 during the pandemic, um, I think you know you have a lot to be be really, really proud of. So, huge congrats on that! Um, Thank you. Last question for you uh, before before I let you go. Um, so, you know, there's probably a lot of people who are in your shoes you know or whether it's right now or even in the future when people listen to this where you know maybe they're uh either didn't do a summer internship and they're trying to recruit for full-time or maybe they did do a summer internship and they decided to recruit again for full-time what's like one piece of advice you, you would give people who are going to the full-time recruiting process or like maybe it's something that you wish you had known back when you started this process
1: hmm. um I, I think there are, uh, there are really two things that, that help me. One is um, be optimistic and the other is uh, be open-minded um, in terms of optimism. Uh, as I mentioned like there's a question mark in this process in a way that maybe there's not as big of one in the summer analyst recruiting in, in the normal year because there's more uh, positions typically um, so so being optimistic is important to just kind of keep you know, keep going, uh, keep putting in the time because it's a very short and, and condensed process and you don't really have time to get down on yourself or your odds and, and kind of take a day or a couple of days off from, uh, from getting, trying to reach that goal um, because just uh, the process has moved too quickly for that. So being optimistic helped me to just, um, you know, stay, uh, stay focused and stay grounded and not, um, you know, not, not have so much doubt because I think doubt would have put, um, a dent in like my confidence during interviews, uh, my confidence in the process and, and would have, you know, kind of dragged me down as I was sending emails and, and, uh, doing all the typical things and, and doing phone calls. Um, so, so it's important to just have optimism, have optimism that something will work out uh, and that, uh, you just need to find the right place. Um, and finding the right place that goes into being open-minded, um, I, when I was recruiting for internships, I uh, didn't really look at any industry-specific uh, boutiques. Um, but once I started uh, kind of opening my mind to what was out there, I found that there was a lot more out there than I previously thought. Um, maybe these places aren't always on, like, the, um, you know, they, they don't always come to mind when you think of what is a bank um, or, or what banks ha- have you heard of. Or, and, you know, like if you talk to someone outside banking, maybe they haven't heard the name before. But, um, you know, that's not, that's not uh the end of the world when it comes to full-time recruiting there are a lot of great firms out there that um i hadn't even heard of and i had the opportunity to interview there and um i was just glad i did i was glad i was able to you know um dig deeper like find other places other really cool firms that do a lot of great work and um kind of make a list of those in addition to um maybe some of the other uh you know, middle market and bulge bracket firms that I had connections at and and had networked at. Um, and that just really widened the universe of places I was recruiting and then recruiting, especially full-time is really just a numbers game. Um, when it comes to how many emails you send, uh, how many phone calls you you get on how many interviews you get, um, you know, the percentages are pretty low for all of those, for the yield on all of those. So it's just the more places, uh, the broader, the universe of firms, the, the better chance you have of getting an interview and an offer. So, um, by by widening you know, my, my by opening my mind and widening the list of places that I was looking at, I was able to get many more interviews.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's great advice, man. And by the way, I think you're being modest. I mean, I always say the firm that you're going to, um, they do very, very well and at least within healthcare, which is Oh definitely. So, um that that's really the most important thing is like you want to go to a firm that's uh good at what they do right because if they're good at what they do um that's that that's what's going to determine how much deal flow they have and how much deal flow right. they have is what's going to determine how good of an experience you get and that in turn determines you know a whole lot of other things like your learning experience your even your exit opportunities and um and whatnot and so i think that um yeah i think you're you, you ended up at a great place and again i'm super happy for you so
1: thank you yeah i mean i'm definitely excited definitely uh you know, happy with, with, uh, about the offer the the work that they do and, and the conversations I've had, I was, I thought it all went well. And I, I think that I would be lucky to, I would be happy to get this offer in any type of environment. Um, and, and kind of wish I knew about this firm when I was recruiting for my internships. I think it's a really great fit and I'm, I'm, re- I'm super excited. That's awesome.
0: Man. Um, well, look guys, for those of you that are listening, um, you know, maybe you're in a similar situation as Justin, maybe you're, about to go through full-time recruiting, um, and you, you realize how tough it is, um, and, or maybe you just, in general, you have the same sense of urgency when it comes to recruiting, where you understand that efficiency is the name of the game, and you just wanna be able to do everything right the first time without having to go through a ton of trial and error or figuring things out on your own. Um, if that sounds like you, then you know what I wanna do is in, invite you to uh, schedule a free strategy session with us um, and you know, someone on our team will jump on with you and just um, speak to you, learn more about your situation, see what it is that you need help with, and also what are your goals, right? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? And then, based on what you tell us, you know, we'll see. Uh, perhaps we're a good fit to help you. Uh, you know, like we do with Justin, or you know, even if we're not, just because we can't possibly work with everybody. But uh, even if not, you know, we'll still do our best to just give you advice. on um, What we think we would do if we were in your shoes. So. If you want to book this call, uh, what you could do is go to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. Uh, the street is abbreviated to ST. So it's really Wall wallstmastermind.com slash apply. And uh, we look forward to speaking with you and helping you uh, with this process. So uh, with that, Justin, I want to thank you again for taking the time to just hop on here and talk to us about your experiences today. I think you gave a lot of really, really good advice to people. And I'm sure everyone appreciates it, and I appreciate you for, um, you know, doing that. And um, you know, like I said, super happy and excited for you. I look forward to, um, you know, obviously staying in touch and also seeing, you know, all the success that you have, um, you know, going into full time and beyond. And uh, Maybe, yeah. you know, don't be a stranger, and you're always you. part of our, uh, our wolf pack, our family. And uh, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll be uh, seeing more of
1: each other absolutely thank you so much sam
0: yeah absolutely man it was a pleasure all right guys um that'll be it for today and uh thank you guys for tuning in and uh we'll be back with more of these in the near future for you guys okay talk to you later